0: It's an amazing, amazing experience. so empowering to be around people who share those same goals. As a Native American wanting to go into the health professions, you have to be a pioneer.
1: Y-East is the original name for Mount Hood, given by the Multnomah tribe of Native Americans who first came to the area. The mountain is a symbol of strength and hope. It's also the name of a new pathway for American Indian and Alaska Native students to enter medical school.
2: It's Tuesday, June 18th, and this is OHSU Week.
1: I'm Patrick Holmes.
2: And I'm Lisa Carter.
1: Hello, Lisa.
2: Hello. So before we get to our main interview, Patrick, let's talk about some of the news highlights this past week.
1: Yeah, so this week we released a video with Dr. Jacobs talking about the next step in the OHSU 2025 strategic planning process.
2: And what will those next steps be?
1: Well, we're at the stage where the 859 descriptors that all of us uh, created of what we want OHSU to be like in 2025, um, all of those have been turned into objectives. In fact, there were 850 people participated in that process of creating those objectives and the, um, all the pieces around that so that we can understand what it will take to make those objectives a reality. Now those all are going to be served up to the members, and we will all have the opportunity to prioritize those objectives based on what we think is most important.
2: Oh, okay. And how soon will employees be able to go in and do that prioritization?
1: The survey will open up on Monday, June 24th. Great. So, Lisa, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what else is going on this week?
2: Well, employees should be aware that Grow conversations have now been set up to launch automatically from Compass. So your second Grow conversation for 2019 will auto launch around mid-July.
1: So I don't need to go into Compass and initiate anything?
2: No. You will get an email notification when your Grow conversation has been launched. And at that point, you'll have 60 days to complete your portion of the Grow form. Uh, we should note, however, that the auto-launch does not apply to nurses who have a slightly different GROW process, and they'll be receiving more information about that later this month.
1: That's great. I know a lot of people will be happy to hear this news. Yes. So let's move on to today's interview, which is about removing barriers and addressing health disparities. Tracy Lamb spoke with Dr. Eric Bro and two medical students to learn about the success of an OHSU initiative that's preparing American Indian and Alaska Native students to become physicians.
0: I'm here with Dr. Eric Brote, assistant professor and director of the Northwest Native American Center of Excellence. First of all, Dr. Brote, congratulations to you and your team for a very successful first year of the y post back pathway.
3: Thanks, Tracy.
0: Yeah, thank you for being here. And so let's just start things by telling me a little bit about the Y-East post pathway. What is it? What's the purpose? How do we get here?
3: I think. If you go back to the basics, the fundamental aspect of what we're trying to do, we're trying to increase the number of American Indians and Alaska Natives who become physicians. And what Y-East is, is a way to mitigate the leak in the pathway for American Indians and Alaska Natives to get into medical school. And so what Y-East has done is created a way where People who applied to medical school, who are citizens of federally recognized tribes, they apply to medical school, and if they are unsuccessful at getting in, that they can apply for Y East as a way to go through a year of academic enhancement, like a post-bac pathway program, and then have the opportunity for conditional acceptance at the end if they've successfully completed aspects of the pathway.
0: What do you mean? You had mentioned a leak in the pathway. What does that mean?
3: In my mind, there's a challenge in the number of American Indians, Alaska Natives who are applying to medical school. There simply aren't enough. However, of those who are applying and don't get in, I don't want to see them fall away from this goal and from this dream of becoming a physician. Our communities desperately need American Indians to be in the health professional workforce. We need more native docs across the entire uh, ecosystem of, of medicine, whether that's private, whether that's academic, et cetera. And so seeing that there are students who are applying to medical school who are just right on the cusp of getting in but are unsuccessful at getting to medical school, there's a leak right there where people have the talent, they have the drive, they have the academic stamina to make it however possibly it's a GPA, possibly it's their MCAT score, is a barrier to their success in getting into school. And why EAST is a different way of doing things, and why EAST is a way around it.
0: Yeah. And why is it so important to have more Native Americans and Alaskan Natives become physicians?
3: I think if you look at just medicine in general, there's a significant amount of, of research that indicates that health outcomes are better when someone from a culturally congruent background uh, is their provider. And last year, out of over 21,600 medical students who entered U.S. medical schools, 39 identified as American Indian or Alaska Native alone. And so, in effect, not having representation in the medical workforce, in the medical student body, it has ripple effects across all aspects of even like our future, of of who our future healthcare professionals could be. And even the future innovations that we could be missing out on by not having people with more diverse understandings or different ways of thinking or doing things as part of the solutions to the challenges that we all as humans face in in trying to be the most healthy and well world as possible.
0: So what are some of the topics or courses that the scholars tackled over the past year?
3: So the main goals that we're trying to overcome, or the main barriers we're trying to overcome with Yeast, is ensuring that people have an acceptable GPA as well as an acceptable MCAT score. Those are the main metrics that we're concerned about increasing but then also things that might be a little bit less tangible like confidence, like study skills, like the ability to see your future self as a physician, those kind of elements. And so we have very basic things like foundations of medicine and foundations of science, like biochemical science, genetics, etc. There's a course on population health. There's a research and innovation project component. And then there's also extensive study skills and uh, self-care uh, sessions that are taught. And then in addition to that, there's opportunities for students um, later in the year to have exposure to like systems-based uh, coursework. On top of all of that, we weave in and out of the curriculum with American and Alaska Native specific topics, whether having leaders from across the nation and even internationally come into OHSU to speak, as well as having some cultural opportunities for students to engage in, such as a strength ceremony that starts the Y-East pathway, which is held in partnership with the Yakima Nation on some of their closed lands along the Columbia River, as well, and concluding with a blanketing ceremony that's um, represents the completion of the of the pathway
0: well speaking of the completion of the pathway the this year the first cohort just finished its year one um, being that it is the first year what was your initial hope for the scholars what were your expectations
3: so I think that there's my optimistic side and then there's my reality side and I think looking at the seven scholars who Had the potential to earn conditional acceptance in the first cohort I think my optimistic side said every single one of them is going to make it I believe in every single one of you you have the gifts and the talents and you're going to make it and Then my realistic side said Statistically three to four of you will make it out of seven and how do they do they they all exceeded our expectations Um, six of seven met the metrics to matriculate to OHSU School of Medicine. One student is still outstanding, but has met most of the metrics. And right now, five of six who met the metrics have declared that they're coming into OHSU in the fall. And one decided to not pursue medicine, but to pursue a different health profession and has been accepted into that program and is starting in the fall.
0: Wonderful. How?
3: And I think the thing that's been the most um, exciting yet a little bit perplexing is the tremendous improvement on the standardized testing that was experienced. So the MCAT test, which is often cited as a big barrier for uh, people from under-resourced communities, on average, the group improved by an entire standard deviation, which isn't supposed to happen with one person improving by almost two standard deviations, which is just not supposed to happen.
0: Yeah. What what do you attribute that to? We're still trying to figure <laughs> that out.
3: I think that you know, starting off with a tremendous team, okay? Cindy Morris, Peter Meinger, Allison Empey, Katie Zuckerman, Shoshana, all of those people deeply understood what it would take to develop a successful pathway. And so, being able to set out on this journey with that kind of a team, it made the chance for success, I think, the best. Now, that still doesn't explain why the students were super successful, because if you just put, you know, you have to select the right students, you have to have the right kind of program that actually improves upon their skills and improves in ways that need to be improved, yet, there still seems to be a little bit of magic going on with a cohort effect and we're not sure how to explain these kind of improvements and i think that after we have cohort two and potentially after cohort three we might understand some of these things a little bit more what if here what if the first cohort was a complete anomaly it might be but we're we're hopeful that that there's something going on with why east that that is an example that can be emulated yeah. elsewhere.
0: And what is the significance of a pathway program like Y-East?
3: There's so many different ways to answer that question. And I think I'll back up a little bit further mm-hmm. with that and answer it like this. Our communities, American and Alaska Native communities, we face tremendous health disparities compared to every other community in the nation. We, on average, uh, live the sickest and die the youngest of any racial or ethnic group. If you look at the US, the community that has the lowest life expectancy is an American Indian community. Okay. We have some really significant challenges, and I feel that if we are going to overcome those, the solutions are going to come from within our communities as well as allies with people outside of our communities. So if we're going to have more people from in our communities providing the solutions to those challenges that we face, we have to be at the table. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: And when I look at the success of the first year of Y-East, I don't look at it as five or six Y-East scholars are coming to OHSU next year. I'm thinking 20... 30, 40 years down the line, after they've been in clinical practice for, I don't know, 15, 20 years, when another American Indian youth has been able to see their face and to look back at them when they're being cared for and realize, that's something I could do one day. And so to me, each of these wise scholars represents so many future physicians who could come from our communities just by seeing the example of who they could become one day. Because in 2019, the fact remains there are still too few American Indian physicians, and American Indian youth do not see who they could become one day. And that's how I I measure that success is what could become one day based on these six scholars or five scholars who enter the class this fall. Mm-hmm.
0: And while we are celebrating the success of the YEs pathway, I think it's also important to note that OHSU has had past successes in recruiting Native Americans and Alaska Natives to the institution.
3: Absolutely, and I wouldn't even say just recruiting, I would say has had success in graduating American Indian and Alaska Native physicians, has had success in graduating American Indian and Alaska Native health professionals across campus as well as meaningful partnerships and innovations by American and Alaska Native researchers, as well as non-Native allies. Mm-hmm. The success of NACO and even the ability to start the Native American Center of Excellence here at OHSU began four or five decades ago at OHSU. It didn't begin two or three years ago. We stand upon the shoulders of leaders who were here long before I was here, who were making the partnerships and the relationships and the programs that could lead to this even happening. So, in order to get the Center of Excellence grant, we as an institution had to demonstrate that we've had some level of effectiveness graduating American Indian Alaska Native medical students, which we have. However, now we're rapidly accelerating yeah. it.
0: Yeah, just building upon that success. Huh? Right. Right. Um, well, I know the students got a lot out of the, the pathway. What have you learned? from this process, from this journey.
3: It keeps surprising me how fast time goes. I can't believe that today we get to select our second cohort, that today we're in the third year of the Center of Excellence grant, and it feels like yesterday that we were applying for it. I think that the thing I've learned the most throughout this is the reaffirmation of partnerships and meaningful relationships with communities, inward looking, outward looking from OHSU to come up with solutions to a better future for everybody. And that's where I've learned a lot this year about how to not only plant those seeds, but to grow those seeds and to recognize which seeds were planted and sprouted long, long before I even got here. And so I have learned a tremendous amount about OHSU, because I haven't been here that long, about what people are already doing here. But then also I've been able to see the brilliance and the grit and the energy and enthusiasm of tribal communities across the Pacific Northwest who are so eager and excited to partner and who also bring amazing ideas to the table that are beyond what we were even thinking about.
0: Well, thank you for your leadership, Dr. Broad. And again, congratulations on the success of the YE's Postback
3: yeah. pathway. Thanks. It's been fun. Thanks.
0: Recently, the Center for Diversity and Inclusion hosted a celebratory luncheon for the YE scholars where I got a chance to catch up with a couple of the graduates and soon to be OHSU medical students. My name is Aaron Thomas, i from Mini Farms, Arizona, and I'm from the Navajo Nation. It's just really powerful, this program. The fact that I had never seen a Native American physician until I was 22 still blows my mind, and uh, in four years it's going to be it's gonna blow my mind again. I get to look at myself in the mirror, and I'm going to get to see a Native American doctor every day. I love that.
2: I'm Keena Lewis. I'm from Anchorage, Alaska, and my tribe is Tlingit. When I came down here I didn't realize how important this was going to be to me and now looking back at it, it has only made me um, like stronger and made me more confident in myself and made me realize that this is the path I want to be on and it's really solidified me into becoming a physician and I've just had the greatest experience and the greatest time in this program and I'm forever thankful for it and I can't wait to start in August with everyone.
1: OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Tracy Lamb and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes.
2: And I'm Lisa Carter. See you next week.